Smartcast. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Pop culture. Subculture. Music. Horror. Horror. Sex, politics, 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 and once again, we decided to do a podcast. So, Tony is going to start off with us, but does everybody want to say their names and tell everybody who you are? Tony Capetta. Bridget Miller. Virginia Bichek. Joanne Heen. Jordan Marshall. Rob Marshall. And Tony, you are going, you are a seasoned voice artist, right? Oh, I'm, I'm not so sure about how seasoned, but I, <laughs> I work hard at it. <laughs> All right. So give us a little Robert Frost. Okay. Uh, this selection is uh, the Robert Frost poem, Stopping by Woods on a Snowy Evening. Whose woods these are, I think I know. His house is in the village, though. He will not see me stopping here to watch his woods fill up with snow. My little horse must think it queer to stop without a farmhouse near. Between the woods and frozen lake, the darkest evening of the year. He gives his harness bells a shake to ask if there is some mistake. The only other sounds the sweep of easy wind and downy flake. The woods are lovely, dark, and deep, but I have promises to keep, and miles to go before I sleep, and miles to go before I sleep. Thank you, Tony, and thank you, Joanne, for the uh, sound effect. You're very welcome. All right, so we're going to play a little game that we uh, did in my last class, and it's called a million dollars but. So I'll start off. So the game goes like this. So you get a million dollars, but this is going to happen to you every day. Okay. So you get a million dollars, but every day that you leave the house, your crotch is itchy and you can't scratch it. (laughs) Would you take the million dollars or no? Tony? I 
think I could uh, manage not to have to scratch. Bridget? I don't have a crotch. <laughs> <laughs> you win the internet today. Answer the question, please. <laughs> uh, I... Uh, yeah. Oh, you take the million? I take the million. Okay. I would, I would take the million. Joanne? No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. You want to get that scratch in? I do. Okay. Because it's uncomfortable. Every day. <laughs> Every day, yeah. I don't want to be squirming. I, I couldn't concentrate, so. Go to the bathroom. <laughs> Jordan? I'd take the million. Okay. Rob? Uh, I'd take the million. My tolerance level would be... In high gear. For that much money, yeah. I think I don't think Jordan could make it. But I mean, do you lose a million if you uh, scratch? Yeah. No, yes. Okay. Yes. But now, now is this every morning? I mean, this is every it. day that you leave the house. So when you're in the house, you can uh, oh. you can scratch all you want. He does that now without the million. Well, I mean, <laughs> you know, it's all right. There's a reason why kids kill their fathers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, and he's got a hammer some night. Hopefully, we're up. Yeah. <laughs> Where do you live? Yeah. Nah, not Jordan. Not Jordan. We love each other. I gotta have that disclaimer in there. <laughs> I have a good one. Okay, go ahead. You get a million dollars, but every day you have to walk around with toilet paper on your shoe for the rest of your life. Oh yeah, yeah, I can do that. No problem. No problem at all. <laughs> I would do it. I would sell advertisements on it. Oh, oh that's gotcha. I would put Starbucks on one idea. of the pieces of paper and walk around even. Oh. I make more than that. Oh, yeah. There you go. Good. I like the way you think. It's like an entrepreneurial spirit. Do you have that? Good. Let us have it. What would you do? Yeah, so if you would rip it off, it would just, you could rip it off. It would go no. If no. you ripped it off, another one would be there. In, perfe okay. in perpetuity. Uh, yeah, I'd take the million. Okay. I'd take the million. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yep. I can do it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, who has another one? I have one that's not appropriate, but uh, there's only three. Well, he's your son, so. <laughs> you can be no, it's only not a million. I, my, mine won't work, so good. You tell your kids. No, I want to hear the inappropriate one now. Yeah. Um, no, it doesn't really apply to. It's more of a would you rather. But I can't say it. No, okay. I, I really want to hear it now. <laughs> I'll keep hailing. Okay, yeah, Jordan, tell me. <laughs> I'm really good at peer pressure, by the way. You have one? I'll give you a dollar if you say. A <laughs> million dollars. Yeah. Um, get a dollar in my wallet. So, hiccups for the rest of your life. And there's, yeah. So, hiccups for the rest of your life, or you get the million dollars. Oh, wow. A million for me. How often do these hiccups uh, occur? Like, I'm on regular hiccups. Just like constantly? Yeah. All day. Yes. How about when I'm sleeping? Okay. No, not when you're, well, you can't. Have anybody ever hiccuped? Can you hiccup when you're sleeping? Yeah, because I think you could. Yeah, I think you it's uh, you involuntary. You do? I think so. I have. When you wake up? <clears throat> sort of. So everybody, when you go home, <laughs> watch your spouse or partner as they're sleeping and see if they sneeze or hiccup and report back. Make it very Don't creepy. Don't let them catch you because yes. that's creepy. <laughs> that'll, yeah, make it very creepy. Yeah. Record it yes. if you can. Isn't it the beauty of uh, iPods when we get off these rabbit holes and talk about silly things and we come back around to the main subject? Isn't that what makes it interesting? Yes. I mean, yeah. I like that part. Of Absolutely. The yeah. So. Getting off topic. Uh, I would take a million dollars and, and pick up every day. What about you guys? I would turn it down. Um, no. Yeah, that would drive me nuts. Yeah, I would turn me, it down. I would, I would drive me nuts. Yeah. Because it's really funny because hiccups is a symptom of, um, I had a manager constantly 
hiccups and they went and they found a tumor. Oh. So at the base of the brain. So right. I went through that. The longest, I remember reading, I read an article and the guy who had hiccups for the longest time, I think it was 14 years. It was oh. the longest time. But like, as they were continu- they were continuous, obviously, but there was days where they would be, um, they would be 15 minutes apart, but they'd still be there. Mm-hmm. But I remember reading an article about it and it blew my mind because I, I just couldn't imagine. My cousin had him for about two weeks. This wow. was years ago. Yeah. And I, I, and I remember, uh, you know, I called him, like, you still got the hiccups? He's like, yeah, I still got them. <laughs> <laughs> we used to scare people. Yeah. And they would be so pissed while I would try to attempt to scare them. because, of, and I, But I thought I was doing them a favor. Drinking you know, that, water you, will help. If you scare somebody that has hiccups. Yes. Did you ever hear that? Yes. yes. Did you ever hear that? Yes. So another thing yeah, is I've heard, I've heard heard that yeah. or is that the No, I think true? that was true. Yeah. Something about true. the jolt from being frightened. And doesn't that pull air into it? Because they scare you, you're like, <gasps> maybe, that's, maybe it. that's it. Maybe that's it. <clears throat> My dad's a barber, and whenever oh. um, kids would be hiccuping, he, you know, obviously you can't come here while they're hiccuping. Exactly. <laughs> that was always his threat to people if they messed with his, uh, you know, with his daughter. So cut, you know, cut their ear off. <laughs> but the, what my dad would do? What? He's the godfather. <laughs> hey, we're all Italian. <laughs> <laughs> so what he would do is he would tell the kid, "All right, look me in the eye." Look me right in the eyes and tell me the next time that you're going to hiccup. And concentrate, tell me the next time right before you're going to hiccup. And it worked. Nine times out of ten, it would work. So I would try it in the mirror. I'd be like, okay. How, and for me, it would, it would work like every once in a while. But when I was pregnant, I remember my um, son got the hiccups quite often. And oh, I can no. feel them. <laughs> you can actually feel them. Kick. Yeah, a little bit of that hiccup. Wow. That's crazy. Ha. I hate it when that happens. <laughs> <laughs> okay, who's next? Seth Rock, yeah. <laughs> um, I think that's it, right? We can do another one. I want to tell an embarrassing story about myself. Okay. When I graduated high school, I was qualified to do nothing. I really was. Um, so... I lived in a rural area, so I grated tomatoes uh, in August, and then come Thanksgiving time, I worked at the farmer's turkey slaughterhouse. And because I was the youngest one and they were afraid of my feelings, my job was to wash the blood off the bodies. All, all All it was was just... The, the body, the heads were gone, the feathers were gone, and I had to just like rinse off the, the viscera, is it? The first time I did that, it was cold water, and I hit the freshly killed turkey body with cold water. It jounced and jiggled, and I screamed and ran out the door, and everybody laughed at me, and for the next two weeks, there was always a turkey head uh, in my, where I stood to do my job. There's always a turkey head right where I had to stand. That was, that, that's what they did to me. Oh, I'd be traumatized. <laughs> <laughs> and that was in New England? No, that was um, uh, New Scranton. Oh, okay. Because oh, you, you said that... You jumped around, but yeah, yeah, I've lived, I've lived all over the place. Yeah, yeah. I think but. my first job was at it. It reminds me of uh, there was a chicken, like a private chicken farm, and we worked in the poultry where they would uh, 
slaughter the chickens and whatnot. I was a gizzard cleaner. Oh, yeah. Because I wanted, I was probably 10. So Ooh. the job I wanted was to catch the chickens, like in the, <laughs> in the bird houses, like there's like a thousand chickens and you yeah. had to take these gates and corner them and put 10 in a crate. And that's what I wanted to do. But I guess you have to work your way up to that position. So I had to start out with gizzards. <laughs> and my mother, God bless her, she said, now listen, the beauty of gizzards is that if someone lost a diamond ring, the chicken will eat the diamond and it will go end up in the gizzard. So when you open the gizzard, it was full of glass and shiny stones. And that's what makes the, how they process the grain that they, you know. And we had to cut the gizzards and open them up. But, <laughs> Do you ever uh, find diamond ring? No, but I found a lot of glass. You know that safety glass, like when you break a car and it looked like little diamonds? Oh, yeah, yeah. I always yeah. took those home to find out they were glass. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm worrying a lot about chickens and turkeys. I know. Well, I, I, I had a, uh, a similar story involving, believe it or not, a deer head. Ooh. <laughs> uh, we were at a conference at Seven Springs. So a couple of us went to play golf beautiful golf course up at Seven Springs. It's in the mountain, you know. Well, some of the guys that were there were, were deer hunters. So they had gone out near Seven Springs while we were out golfing, and they, they got a deer. And I don't know how they did it, but they were, I noticed when I got back, they were standing near my room. <laughs> I went into my room and I just happened to, to glance at the dresser and here they they had actually severed, its head. severed the head and put it on the dresser. <laughs> I could feel the blood just, just rushing. Was it a buck or dough? I think it was a dough. Okay. Yeah, yeah, because it didn't have... Is it okay to interject? No, no yeah, yeah. No, 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 I don't know. Just in case I'm like... No, in a well, I think... A couple of the guys realized they had gone too far because if they wanted to run behind me, I, I think I'd have, I'd have fainted right on the floor. They should have put it in the bed but like on that movie. Godfather. What was that movie? Godfather. Oh, yeah. It was a deer head. Yeah, yeah. Classic Pennsylvania yeah. Italian move where you, you know, there's so many deer in Pennsylvania. <laughs> this was like, you know, 20 years ago. And you lost your deposit. And uh, I still remember that like yesterday. Yeah. Never forget that experience. <laughs> and that was a prank, and they did they find that entertaining? And oh yeah, yeah. It see, was a prank. Yeah, these guys. Oh, it was a prank. Yeah, because these guys ha had grown up like in the country, and they had hunted since they were younger than Jordan. You know, whereas I'm I'm a city boy. You know, I I gr I grew up near next to Pittsburgh and everything. I find that very plausible. Yeah, but I became a hunter and kind of grew up royally. And but they knew that I hadn't had a lot of experience with that kind of thing. <laughs> and, and oh man, did they get me! But like I say, a couple of them said, "But we may have gone too far. He's he's going to faint." <laughs> and they and they ran right behind me and, and caught me. Oh, God. oh, oh I would have. Yeah. One one of speaking of deer, one of my best friends from childhood. This probably happened over fifteen years ago. Mm -hmm. And her husband is a big hunter, and she helped him gut a deer. And I remember he had posted something on Facebook, and I caught about her, and I said, "Your wife is so badass. I remember when she helped you gut a deer." <laughs> and she commented, and she was like, "Oh my God, that was so long ago." And he even said, "I can't believe that you remember that." I said, "I will never forget that." 
and I remember their house, and I remember it hanging there, and I was like, oh, I, can, I, I couldn't do it. I'll eat it, but I'm not. I don't want to be involved in that part. But yeah, she helped them get a beer. Yeah. I guess if you want to eat, you got to work. I mean, if it can, if apocalypse time, I you know I I, I, I can do it. But I don't have to right now, so I'm not. That's right. <laughs> That's why if in, if there's ever an apocalypse, I'm going to be the first to go because um, I'm 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 wimpy. So I could never go, you know, like without a, a, a hot shower or my medication, especially my medication. You, I feel like, would be a Carol from The Walking Dead. I was just going to say that. Seriously? <laughs> don't you see it? Yeah. And she started out like that character. Yes. Oh, Remember, yeah. I only watched it up until What's-His-Name got a take off. What was it? Herschel. Herschel. Oh, Herschel. Yeah. Because oh. Jordan ruined it for me in a tree stand, oh. and I never watched it ever again. <laughs> I've never watched that show. I've never watched it And either. it's like, who, how many people watch Game of Thrones? Not me. Uh, oh, yeah. I yeah. just started it. I'm on, like, season four. I'm not, I'm Is that not Vikings? Gonna lie. No, it's um, Dragons. Yeah, Dragons. 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 Fantasy side. I just oh, finished yeah. the last season. Did you? Yeah, I, um, I got free HBO for a week. I felt so guilty about thinking that I got free HBO, got to watch the last season of Game of Thrones, that I'm actually going to spend the fourteen ninety nine to keep it for a month just so HBO won't think, what a crumb, you know, we gave her this freebie. Forget that. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I have a fire stick where I watch everything for free. You know why? Because I spent $250 every month on Comcast for... <laughs> Should we be saying that? No, I, oh, I don't care. <laughs> I don't know. I, okay, I, since we're talking like this, I stole a car last night. I have to. <laughs> <laughs> it's in my driveway. I don't it's, know how many people are going to The body's in the freezer. <laughs> we're not giving out any address. Okay. Stitches get stitches. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I, I canceled my cable. I got a fire stick. I have Hulu Live TV so I can watch Steeler games. Mm-hmm. But that cost, that cost me $55 for Hulu Live. Yeah. But it, 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 it ended up... And it stops. Really? We had to call them. It and, loads. And it reloads on NBC only. Hmm. Oh, that's no, weird. Could they say it was your TV? Well, no. Could they say it was your internet service? Well, and then we called Armstrong. Our internet service was fine. Hey, who we got Armstrong? Listen. Yeah. Armstrong. I'll, I'll, I'll tell load you if you watch anything yeah. on the internet. Yeah. Like, yeah. You have a smart TV? It's, yes, because my dad does. Because ours, it'll yeah. load. Like if I watch a YouTube video, it only occurs on the ones I like. The ones I don't like, it of seems course. like they never, of course. you know. Uh-huh. And Jordan seems to think, because we have wireless internet, and he's got some a TV. Is your TV a smart TV? No, he runs it through his Xbox. Does yours have experience loading like mine? So they're thinking that it's my TV. It's a smart TV, but it might be um, not quick enough to keep things rolling, and it's not really the Wi-Fi. Uh-huh. So he wants me to go buy a thousand dollar TV to find out. That's I would a, rather that, not do that. That's a good idea. Well, you know what? You give me your name and phone number. Well, I know your name. <laughs> My dad, we were we we're watching the 4K. Um, there's Samsung. Costco has one for I think 800 bucks. We're gonna go get it. One because his broke. So we have bring it like, over and try it at my house. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, Before, I don't want to go spend. We have to entertain my. It, what's it called? What the Wi-Fi. It's not my Wi-Fi. It might be the TV. Yes. <clears throat> so we're just going to bring our TV over, and I wonder, we'll find now out. Now you get me thinking, maybe it is the TV, because this is a 32-inch smart TV. So, Could someone be. told me that if you buy a Fire Stick, 
and I don't know anything about the jailbreak. Or uh-huh. If you just go to Target or Walmart and buy a Fire Stick, that's what we plug do. it into your TV and let your Wi-Fi run through the Fire Stick and not the TV. That's what we do. So Roku. How much are those Fire Sticks? Fire Sticks are like forty bucks. Okay. So Roku. Set on a thousand dollar TV. Walmart was fifty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Same thing. So I'm on the last week for thirty four dollars. So you don't run through your TV. No. See, my ha- my TV is smart TV, and it already has whatever that virus I mean, has. The cable's hooked to the TV. Oh, I don't have any of that. I have nothing. Roku, but you plug it in, and it plugs into the TV, and it's wireless. I mean, we have PBS, uh, Amazon Prime, but I'm we're rewatching Downton Abbey because the movie's coming out in September. Hmm. How is that? I've never seen it. <gasps> it's wonderful. Okay. It's a lot of fun. Is it? Okay. More yeah. dragons. I know no, no dragons. It starts off pre World War One. Oh, it's you know it's English family. There's a lot of characters though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it I'm starts with them. Watch it and they, it's the heir to Downton Abbey drowns on the Titanic, and that's what starts the show because now they have to find another heir mm-hmm. to Downton Abbey. It start, the very first episode brings up ta- the, the Titanic. Ta- Titanic. Interesting. Okay, so let me ask you guys a question. Speaking of the Titanic. I've heard rumors that they're going to be building another Titanic and calling it Titanic 2. Ah. If you had the opportunity to ride it, would you? Absolutely. Sure. Okay. I would bring it like this. Okay. (laughs) Bring your own. (laughs) Yeah, because I would say that technology today... Yeah, but yeah. Queen Mary goes across a long now. way. Since, I think they know some, better at this point. <laughs> well, when was that? Like 1914? <laughs> I, I have no problem with the, April sick, the sickly passenger that I do the floatableness yeah. of the boat. Right. The illness. Okay. You know what I mean? There's, there's so around. much crap that goes on those. Every time you turn on the news. Oh, those Nova viruses. Yeah, whatever. I mean, yeah. there's always somebody having some kind of flu on those things. Yeah. Well, they're always crashing. Yeah, yeah. Or whatever they're or that pilot error or yeah. captain error or something. Uh, yeah, I don't really want to go on a cruise, but I would I would go across the North Atlantic. Well, I'd go on the Titanic, yeah, but I wouldn't take a cruise. First of all, I'd weigh six hundred pounds with all the, the food. I'd just park myself at the ice cream table and be like, Where's Joanna? She's at the ice cream table and be like, Ah <laughs> The river cruises are really popular. That's Not only in Europe but like America now. You can go mm-hmm. up to Columbia. You yeah, Mississippi. Uh, Mississippi. I always said that um, we were going to do like a raffle, and if whoever won got a free cruise to the islands, mm-hmm. but in small print it would say Neville and McKee's Rocks. Bruno's Island is on the Ohio River. There. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I took, had my picture taken on a bridge over in, Amster- in um, Amsterdam because I'm a World War II buff. Mm. And I have it framed, and everybody goes, that looks like the McKee's Rocks Bridge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are you kidding? I think we all have our, like, you know, little taste in entertainment and stuff, but I, I like Civil War stuff, you know? I'm not, like, crazy about it, but I like history in general. And I watched the other night, uh, I don't know if you ever came out, but it was really long. It was William Tecumseh Sherman, the, the Civil War general. Mm-hmm. Remember he did, like, the March to the Sea? Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. The, it was about his life before the march to the sea. You want to talk about something interesting that we never learned in school, but he was a banker. Like he was, uh, he went to West Point mm-hmm. and uh, it's really interesting. It was on Amazon, so if you ever wanted to see something about history, uh, that it was the William Tecumseh Sherman before the march to the sea. And he was all over the West. I didn't realize that he had a lot to do with the expansion of the West, San Francisco, and 
stop it. Going to the going to San Francisco from New York, they would go around South America. Uh, what is that Cape? I don't know what that's called down there. But anyway, they, they go around South America to get up to California. It was amazing, a hundred and some days mm -hmm. that they, you know, he had two shipwrecks in the same day. Oh. He got off of one and got on another on the, you know, hiked and got on another one to go back and it sank. So let me ask you a question. As a history buff, what do you teach your son that public school does not teach him in history? Well, that is, uh, and what, and what do you think are the most important things that should be taught that aren't. Well, here's the thing. I, when we make chocolate chip cookies, there's a little bit of salt in there, right? Mm -hmm. So I have to put a little conspiracy theory in them. We do that. We tell them that the moon landing didn't happen. Okay? That's a joke. But <laughs> what we would do is... <laughs> you don't believe that. No. You just gave a few people over. I know. That's just, wait, wait a second. <laughs> hold, hold on, because I'm, th I'm uh, either everybody's going to kill me or love me. Vaccines. Ooh. Are, 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 are we conspiracy theory on that or no? On what? Oh, I, believe I, 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 no, I think you should get vaccines. I believe in vaccines, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I was a nurse for nine years. Trust me. Okay. Because then, we'll, we'll, then we'll also back to the cruise, we're talking about that, and I'm like, oh, God, I don't think I should bring that up because I don't want... <laughs> but I, I would, I would uh, do some spontaneous things where I was reading uh, the journals of Lewis and Clark. Somebody got me uh, a gift of mm -hmm. a book, and as I was reading it, I said, you know what? Uh, how old were you when we did that? That was 2000, was that 10 years ago? Because they just had their 150. Yeah, well we, I scrapped a 19 foot freighter canoe on top of my truck and we drove to Great Falls, Montana. We put the truck, we, we put the canoe in the upper Missouri River okay. and I went into the hotel we were staying at in uh, Fort, Fort Bennett. Fort Bennett, thank you, Fort Bennett, Montana. <laughs> and it was a grand hotel. It was like the oldest hotel in Montana, right? It's continuously in service. Beautiful place. So I go in and I say to the lady, I says, hey, uh, we're here, we just came in from Pennsylvania, and we're gonna float down the upper Missouri, and I need someone to take my truck to a destination, um, so when we're done, we have my truck there. And she goes, well, did you make any arrangements? Did you speak to anybody? Because there's like shuttle services. And I said, no, but you give me the number, I'll call one up. She goes, sir, they're booked from here to clear till the end of summer. And I'm like, oh, well, this is gonna be a problem, because we can't row back upstream, and we can't walk, and, uh, <laughs> So I, I gave it a thought, and the lady says, hey, there's a school teacher that used to do it. Here's his number. I call the guy up. He tells me to come down to his house, which is not very far. And this is like six, six or seven in the morning, and we sat there, and it was the nicest guy in the world. We drank coffee, and I gave him $200 and my keys, my spare keys, and told him where I was staying and where we were launching from Cool, Bank, cool Banks Landing. Mm -hmm. And what we were doing, we were, we were floating down the upper Missouri, uh, like it would be their return trip, and we would actually camp where Lewis and Clark camped. And this is uh, the Charles M. Russell Wildlife Sanctuary, so there's nothing's changed. I mean, there's what you see is what you got 200 years ago, 250, whatever, uh, which I liked because it's like untouched. There's no bulldozers, <laughs> no trees. You know, the, the trees were cut and harvested over the years, but I forget when the wildlife, you can't even drive there, you know. So it was kind of really wilderness. And we uh, spent three days on the upper Missouri staying where Lewis and Clark stayed. And we prayed that the truck would be where it was at Judith Landing, which when is where the Judith River, yeah. yeah. And we, we were all beat. And when we come into that flat water and there was my truck sitting up on the bank, <laughs> really, you know, it was like a big excitement, you know. 
And then the keys were in the, in the gas cap, and it all worked out. But uh, to make the point of your question was that we've done a lot of that stuff <clears throat> where we would take something that he was working on in school, and then we would do it for real. Because it resonates more. Yeah. I think that if somebody down the road will ask him about Lewis and Clark, he might be a little more sharper than the kid that read it right. you know, in a book or whatever. Um, we went to Southern Kentucky and uh, work with me, Jordan, here, help me out here. We're on a podcast and there's two of us, right? <laughs> you know, yeah. So people are going to think they're just one of us. We went to Kentucky and watched the uh, eclipse. Oh, so we, it's next year. Well, there's one in Erie next year. I thought it was, and there's one in Dallas. Well, it's the same one, probably. <laughs> yeah, well, how we know that, yeah, it has to be the same one. <laughs> yes. Um, but we went to, uh, what was it? Russell, Russellville? I can't remember. <laughs> but I got to tell you, you, you asked him, Band of, not Band of Brothers, it was Saving Private Ryan. I came home, I saw it, I called my dad, I said, you never told me about D-Day. So we went to Normandy after that, and then I went to the 60th, and this is the 75th year of of, um, um, D-Day, and that should be your next. That was a powerful movie. Mm -hmm. That -hmm. should be your next. France? Yeah. You want to go to France? I told you to take French and not German. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you speak German? A little bit. But but, but, but you're learning. That's pretty cool. And it's really neat when you go to the American cemetery with the white crosses right there, and down the road is the Germans, and it's black crosses. Oh. It's it's just the... Good and evil. Wow. Mm. We went, when we went, we spent 10 days there, and I couldn't find a hotel. This woman helped me. We stayed with an English family. And we had reenactors because they wanted pictures for their brochure and they took us back to their camp and they lived just like it was in World War II. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was really neat. Because St. Mary Gleese has um, the parrot. How was the, I mean you hear all this stuff about uh, traveling overseas and I mean we're pretty America bound, him and I, you know. Uh, is there any, I mean did you see any like the stuff that you, I mean I know it's like on the news you see all this stuff that's happening in France and all this, you know. Well, you're going to Normandy. They love Americans. Paris is a little different because right now the, the issue with the Muslims and our Yeah, did you go to the Eiffel Tower? I no? did a few years ago. Did you? And yeah. there I, were, I stood and said, there it is. <laughs> there, there were men with machine guns there. Is that right? mm-hmm. no, Notre Dame also. That's right. To protect it. Security. Yeah. I've been to Canada. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Canada. <laughs> but you're at the airport no. in Europe. No. Their, their policemen are walking around with an automatic rifle. Lots of dogs. Mm-hmm. Lots of dogs. Bomb sniffing dogs. You know what fascinated me about Canada? We went up there one time on a fishing trip when I was really young. I can't even remember how old I was. Was I there? Yes. But <laughs> it fascinated me. But they, they, we rented a house, and we went. they went to the store. They came back, and I forget what I was doing, but I opened the fridge, and there was a bag in the fridge. And I was like, that's odd. I look at it, and it's a bag of milk. They sell their milk. Oh, yes. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. interesting. Wow. It's for recycling purposes. Yeah. Uh, That's cool. So the landfill is... Way back when? <laughs> <laughs> no, they still have bagged milk. What's crazy is that I, a guy that I graduated high school with, he is an attorney in Canada. And he just... And some of the stuff that he posts on Facebook is just 
It just doesn't sound right. It's so it's it, it's funny. Why but is he in Canada? Bag of milk. He, I know. I know. <laughs> hey, when you went to the store, give me a bag of milk. You know, like he white wine in boxes. He yeah. <laughs> lived in Japan for a while, oh. and then he he lives in Windsor now. Mm-hmm. But he's an immigration attorney there. No. Oh. And he, he he loves it up there. I will say this. This is the best thing that he told me. And I'm like, woo, Canada. So in the United States, when you have student loans, every year you have to go on and go and you attach your student loans to the IRS. So they know what you make and they go, oh, oh okay, you've made $30,000 this year. So this is what your payment's going to be according to what you've, what you've made. Okay. So since he's in Canada and it's a different banking system, and this is anybody that lives in Canada with United States student loans, because you're not making any US dollars and they use a different banking system, every time that you do that, you have a zero payment. Wow. But you never wow. use the debt. Yes, well you can. Because technically, from what I under, from the way that I've read it, as long as you're doing that every 10 years, because you're technically trying to make the payments on it, they go away. Wow. Hmm. If you're employed in Canada, uh-huh. and you're an American citizen. Mm-hmm. No, he, he has dual citizenship. Oh. But he has the student loans here, so all he has to do is just keep yeah. type, typing in those things. Did he have to pass uh, the Canadian bar to practice? I would, I would, I would assume. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There was an article online yesterday where people are leaving the country to get away from their student loans. And um, the one guy they were talking about, I think moved to, I think Indonesia for mm-hmm. a while. And the, cause they showed him riding elephants. Oh. And then that was, I think yesterday I was online. And then I think he lives in Croatia now. And he, he goes once in a while, he'll check and see how much with interest. But um, as long as he's not in the country, he's not paying. So I, I have my master's degree, them. and if I told you what I owe to my student loans, one of you would probably have a heart attack. I can imagine. It's and and I have and I'm 38, and I've been paying on them since I was 23, give and take maybe a year mm-hmm. or so when I you know when, when I was using. It took my me 12 degree. years to pay off my my uh, BA. I'll, I'll, I'll die before I pay them. Well, oh, yeah. push masters in organizational case. leadership, but it's. Um, it's it, it's ridiculous. It's mm-hmm. like it, it's something. And even if you um, filed bankruptcy, it doesn't affect. Yeah, that the doesn't go away. Isn't that amazing? Yourself you not know, given. I know. Well, you, you, you know why? Federal government money. The federal government and the universities are in cahoots and all that. That was a, that was a George Bush thing. But you used to be able to because. But the thing is, people is that were doing it on exactly because kids were getting smart. They were like, well, "Let me open up all these credit cards while I'm in college, live off of credit cards, have all these, this student loan debt, file for bankruptcy at 22, mm-hmm. and then seven, seven years, years later, good. you're fine." Mm-hmm. But you know, genius. Well, don't they let it go away if you volunteer, like in poor schools, or go to the if, uh, Peace Corps? So if you're a teacher right. um, in um, like an urban community, right? So after, a poor school, uh, yeah. Af- after so many years, right? The bottom line is, there's no free lunch. Go up your sleeves, go to work, pay the bill, and see what you can do. But the thing is, is and, and I agree with you, and I'm not saying that should be free. But at 38, I still shouldn't be. I'll just tell you, almost eighty thousand dollars in student loan debt. Oh wow! Yeah. And I've been paying on them, and I didn't take out like, oh well, I'm going to go and buy a car. 
And I took out what I needed for school. I took out what I needed for books and minimal living expenses. At 38, that should be in your asset column. Exactly. So if, you know, I mean, I, I have a house. What's the answer? Mm-hmm. The answer is it needs to be affordable. Not free, That's right. but back in the 70s, you were able to work for the over the summer to pay for your year's worth of tuition at Harvard. So there's no reason, and, and I worked throughout college. Mm-hmm. I know, I mean, I didn't work, you know, 40 hours a week, but I worked part-time sure. jobs mm-hmm. and, you know, but there, yeah, I mean, there's no reason that at almost 40, and I don't, and I don't have any kids, so, and I still struggle with well, that. It's, sure. it's odd that healthcare and education is going through the roof, but the rest of, um, is not staying in pace with it. Exactly, exactly. Because I know people, it's a shame, because I know people that are in their 70s, and the only reason they're working is to pay for health care or, or yeah. whatever. That's why I retired, and I'm working just, I mean, I'm making fifteen fifty an hour. When I left America, I was making 70000 plus, mm-hmm. and I'm not even doing it now. And it just takes care of the mortgage and health care. Right. Uh, you know, I right. have other money saved, don't get me wrong, sure. but I don't... Sure. Now, this is what I think, and you guys tell me what you think. Okay, so four years of college, you got four years of high school. I think what they should do, they should take into consideration your academics, take into consideration what activities you're involved in. So if, if you play basketball and football and then, and then you run track, um, that counts as something. Um, but then you also volunteer at certain organizations. So you volunteer at the Humane Society, mm-hmm. and you do that over the summer, right? For, right? Throughout one year, you do all of that, including you know your schoolwork. There's your one year of college paid for. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you do that your freshman year, your sophomore year, you do that again. So offset the debt by community service. By community service, yeah. mm-hmm. grades, mm-hmm. and activities. Well, there are and scholarships. The acti- there are scholarships. Right, and the activities. Because, like, I know, like, when I was in school, I was on the dance team, I played basketball, um, I ran track, I played softball, so there wasn't a whole lot of time for me to do other things. So you don't want to tell somebody, oh, well, sorry, you can't, you can't play football even though you love it because you have to do this. So if you take all those things into consideration, and maybe it's not even the full year, maybe it's, you know, half of it, but at least it's something. Your, even your explanation... The bottom line is the responsibility and skin in the game. You still have to do that. Right. See, most people don't want the responsibility or the skin in the game. They just want their damn college fees paid. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm going to tell you something. Or and they pick the wrong thing. Oh, I'm going to do psych. Now, where, how are you going to get a job doing psych? Without a PhD. Without a PhD. Yeah, right. Let's face it. Well, that's why I tell Jordan, a trade is something that he can knowledge his power, and he can always carry that trade. And if he uh, is a homeowner in the future and wants to use his skills to fix his own house and sure. work at the steel mill, he always has that trade. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean you have to do that, but you know you can always get a regular job and have that yeah. trade in your. Not life. only that, but you can also be a teacher at like a trade school. Sure. I, I mean, I know people that do that after you know they, because they don't want to. Their bodies are tired. They're getting older and they're tired, you know, of, of doing that. But another thing... They don't that, want to be holding that welding yeah. all day long. Another yeah. thing that I've heard from a group of veterans, they've said that 
a lot of people, the reason that a lot of the government doesn't want this affordable college and free college to go through is because the military enrollment will fall. And this is coming from veterans. Uh Because we know that the rich people, their kids aren't generally signing up for the military. And if they are, they're generally not going into combat. Last, well, last year was the first year in, like, I think 25 years. They didn't meet, like, the requirement for people signing up. Right. So, I mean, it's, hard. Yeah, they are, it's already taking mm-hmm. a turn down. Because I, thought the, I thought the services were, uh, they promote college through, like, two years of service and you get, like, a free education. Yeah, they, yes. Or four, I think it's four years. So that's a good thing. I took an ASVAB test. Um, at my high school and that's like it's sponsored by the military basically and you take a test and it shows you you take a test in like four subjects it's like science math language arts and then like just miscellaneous stuff Mm -hmm. and um, whatever you score on at the military like they look at it and stuff like that and it doesn't actually count until Mm -hmm. like your senior year or something but they said that um, from these tests they're reaching out the reason they started doing these tests because there wasn't as many kids signing up so they started reaching out and they're trying to find more and more people that are like good in one area uh-huh. and that area p- pertains to something in the army. Right. Mm-hmm. So what these what these veterans were saying is people are going to the military because they're looking for opportunities. And if other opportunities are there, they're not going to go. And mm-hmm. I will say, you know, with my boyfriend being a veteran, he 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 put he put into what's called the uh, the GI bill. Mm-hmm. And that's where you get your school paid for. So you have you pay into it, and he said that some people were just like, no, because I know that I'm never going to go to school, but he knew that he would. So, you know, that's, he, you know, he, he gets it covered. I think as a father, it's bittersweet, even in 10th grade, hearing him talk about the service. I mean, I think it would be honorable to, and noble to serve your country. I regret not doing it after uh, I graduate from college. I do, too. I, 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 there's a yeah. small piece of me that I wish I would have, but I was... I, w- I was kind of immature uh, as a senior, I think. I don't mm-hmm. know how I would have fared at the time. I think I would have been all right, but um, probably what I, if I had to go back, I would probably do, um, what's the co- the weekend warrior one? Yeah. Yeah. Your part I would do the yeah. reserves yeah, for all the benefits. I wish I would have done it because you would, I'd be done at 20 years. Mm-hmm. My dad has the best health care, the yeah. TRICARE. He did 40 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he has the best health care. Was that Army? Air Force. Air Force. Mm-hmm. A friend of our older son's was ROTC at Penn State. Then he put in his time. And um, now he's an instructor at the Naval Academy. And let's see. Adam will retire at like 52 yeah. with full pension. Mm-hmm. And you're still young enough at that age range to do something else right mm-hmm. right yeah <clears throat> and I think a lot of um, a girl I went to high school with her son said he goes oh, college is not for me he does HVAC does very well oh, did yeah. I say that right yeah yes, okay. yes. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. How, why did you um, retire early um, me yeah like you for, I had to take care of my dad oh okay mm-hmm. so I'm three miles from the bank with 12 lights of 228. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 12 lights, oh my God. Because the head teller called me today, where are you? I'm crossing 19 now, I can see your car. 
Hurry up, you're late. It's it's seven fifty. It is not. According to my phone, it's seven forty seven. I'm two minutes late. Really? Well, who was sitting there? Two auditors. We got audited today. Oh. So they came to me every day. I was on the drive through. Bridget, open your second drawer. Open your second drawer. I don't know what you're going to expect. Enough snakes flying out or something. I don't know. My God, they were just. They recounted your everything to make sure your money. Did you balance it? Yeah. What's this penny? That's a good story about that penny. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know. You the, don't think you're long for the banking world? Oh no. Bridget. You know, I met too a much, woman. Too much baloney. It's really. to-, to me. It's toxic. It really mm. is. At fifty-eight, I'm watching people. I'm going, oh, this is not for me. Right. Right. <laughs> And I met a woman. I don't know if you guys ever heard of Toastmasters. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. I'm going to yeah. go in a meeting with her in June. Mm-hmm. Are you going to the, the one of uh, Z- Butler? Zoe Noble. Oh, okay. Okay. So. Uh, what is Toastmasters? Toastmasters works with um, communication, speeches, mm-hmm. and she works with a learning center. And I said, oh, I like, I enjoy doing my training and development two-year stint with U.S. Airways. Mm-hmm. She gave me a name. She goes, have you ever heard of this? Gave me my, her, I knew her name, but her phone number. And she called me, and I have to let her know that I get off work at 6.30. I can't get, it starts at 6.30. Yeah. But it's as though, you know, if I'm going to arrive late. Oh. But I want to do it. I, I want to network. Yes. For me. Mm-hmm. And so I could. So mm-hmm. you're, you're just doing this, like you said, for the health care and, and for yeah. the, yeah, and I, to service yeah. the debt. On the morning entertainment. <laughs> I, I think, think I, of it as good content for your podcast. Yeah. Oh my god! I think I told you one of my retirement jobs. I I was a teller at uh, First National, and I absolutely could not I mean, stand it. I, I don't hate it, but I just go in and I just do it. Cause you haven't been there long enough to hate it yet, right? <laughs> well, I'm going, it's going to be three months here coming up, and I go, I go. Dad, maybe I'll go in today and they'll let me go. <laughs> and then you can collect unemployment. Because <laughs> <laughs> I worked at Jimmy Wands. Did you, do you guys know what Jimmy? I should I love Jimmy Wands. I did the hostess. Is that in Wexford? And it's in Cranberry, across from Lowe's. It's very good. But mm-hmm. I will tell you, he said to I had to deliver at 58 years old. And I would go to these houses, and they wouldn't shovel the sidewalk or their, or their driveway. And you, okay. I don't want to fall. And then this I, this couple always what kind walked of food is in. It? Sounds like it's Asian food. It's Asian. It's they call it Asian fusion. Oh, okay, yeah. Asian fusion, yeah. This yeah. couple walked in every time at eleven o'clock. Hi, welcome, glad to see you. It's eleven ten. You're a little late today. Joking. Yeah. They called the owner. He pulls me aside and says, You think you're better than us? I go, I don't think you know Bridget Mallory. I said, you know what? The only time you talk to me is when I do something wrong. As a manager, if and I even do this, is there something go, I, go, I can help you with? Uh-huh. Is there anything with the menu you don't understand? Right. Nothing. And then at the bank, I d- did something. I'm trying to reverse it. Mm-hmm. And the head teller came up to me and said, you need to use your common sense. <laughs> what you did, you're 30 years old, 40 years old talking to a woman. That's been through a lot more than you. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm. I did everything I could. No. 
think they still won't fire you. I think. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and you know, you know what's really funny? They're hiring all these people. That's probably why they're not letting me go because they're going to get the, all these people on board. Well, and I, I go in every day. And, go, I know. Yeah. I thought now hiring was a franchise because it's, you see it everywhere you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, you um, when I worked at the restaurant, these young waiters, servers. They just don't show up. I go, I haven't seen this person for a while. Oh, he quit. He did. He yeah, just didn't show up. They don't have the work ethic. That I wrote a very nice resignation letter to him, and I'm sure he's still going. What did you do there, Bridget? Just the hostess. Were you, oh, hostess. Okay. And, you know, and they, you know, one time I would go, does this come with brown sauce? Do you not know the menu? Then this young 16-year-old girl with her like a kind of shirt that goes like this. Does this have a white sauce? Yes, it does. Uh, you even ask her if she knows the menu? Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah my, my experience... That wasn't, that wasn't my an I, banking... I had an, uh, uh, an assistant manager at uh, First National. This was at the uh, Gibsonia branch up on Route 8. And... Uh, the woman was just married to the job. It was, you know, 24-7. And everything had to be to her exact specifications. And, um, but the, uh, the head teller used to call her the, the drama queen. <laughs> the, the branch manager, he was really a mortgage guy, even though he was the branch manager. His real forte was mortgages. Did you did you say FNB? First National, yeah. So he would come back from a closing, and I'd see him getting out of his car, and he'd have like nine million files under his arm, and he, he'd walk in, and he's the poor guy was not even halfway to his office, and Joy, Joyce is trailing right after him, and he would look at it as if to say. You please just leave me alone. I don't need your drama right now. <laughs> well, I thought I worked to four thirty today. They revised the schedule, and I didn't get it. Cause I'm ready, packing up, getting ready to bounce. They go, mm-hmm. "Where are you going?" I'm down at four thirty. Are you sure? Who changed that to five o'clock? Well, they handed it up. I never got it. Communication. So, all right, we got to wrap up. So do you guys want to say anything else? This is why I did a podcast, so I can make money. <laughs> Welcome to Transforming 45, the podcast that celebrates the incredible power of passionate voices. I'm your host, Lisa Boat. Join me in conversation with heart-led humans who share their deeply personal stories of transformation. Transforming 45 is here to uplift, connect, and remind you that it's never too late to write your next chapter. So get ready to be inspired, empowered, and transformed. Join me in this community where through powerful storytelling, we heal and reclaim our inherent magic. Electric acid. Electric acid. Welcome to the Candle Power Hour. Come with us backstage behind the scenes of show business spanning over four decades and bringing you the experiences that can only be told by the people who were there. Our guests are from the A-list, the F-list, and everyone in between. 
Get set for some of the most insane, hilarious, and inspiring stories you will ever hear. I'm Mercury. And I'm Diego. Your host for the, the Candle, Candle Power, Power Hour. Hour. 